What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the TSLP, the Southern Lure Podcast. Guys, the long-awaited break is now over. Chandler, a.k.a. Griffin, and I, I'm Zuggy. That is Chandler, and we are back from the long-awaited break. Guys, Chandler and I are hyped to be starting the Southern Lure Podcast again. Um, guys, we have been growing our YouTube channels and our TikTok accounts. Make sure you guys go follow us. I'm at Zuggy Fishing on all platforms, and Chandler's at Griffin Fishing on all platforms as well. Guys, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. He just started up. Already he's at 200 subscribers, so go subscribe to his channel right now. It's going to be awesome stuff. But guys, I am super hyped for today's episode, one of the most crazy episodes we've had we have an insane guest on today he goes by fishing with norm on instagram youtube and tiktok so uh griff uh, why don't you take us away yo what's up guys it is great to be back guys today we have a really special episode for y'all and you know what it's been in the talks for a long while but guys we got fishing with norm up in here today Y'all, super, super hyped for for, uh, for Norm joining the joining the podcast today. But um, yeah, so Norm's an awesome fish content creator. Um, end up right now. Norm, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear? Yeah, me? what's up, Norm? How are you? My bad. I didn't know if I was supposed to join now or later. <laughs> all good, bro. <laughs> I just saw the link and I, I didn't know if like, I was testing it to see if it worked and then all of a sudden I was here. So sorry about that. I'll let you guys like run your thing if you guys need to. <laughs> no, dude, you're all good. But we appreciate you uh, joining the podcast today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I uh, This will be fun, I think. I'm excited for uh, – I don't get to do podcasts too often. I've only done like two of them. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm. That's sick. I mean – Guys, this is Fishing with Norm, if you guys don't know him. He has 220,000 subs on YouTube, nearly 49,000 followers on Instagram. It's, it's absolutely nuts, and big inspiration, big entertainer throughout the fishing industry, YouTube, social media world. So, uh, Norm, we, we appreciate you joining today. Um, we love your stuff, and our, our audience loves your stuff as well. Um, so, how's it been? How, how's it been in the recent works, and um, just how's it been? It's been good, dude. That was like a crazy introduction. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's been it's been pretty awesome. We've been filming like, to, like we decided to do vlogmas this year. Right. Uh, so that has been crazy. Obviously, um, right. <laughs> every like morning hour, filming fishing videos or uh, coming up with ideas of things to do, and then as soon as the sun goes down, it's kind of just like editing hours. <laughs> Right, and, uh, wake up and do the same thing every single day. But it's been, it's been a great time. It's been like a fun challenge too, because we get to kind of try to figure out, you know, something new and exciting to do every single day. So it's yeah, that, that's got awesome. me really uh, motivated. Yeah, that's sick. I mean, so I want to get a little bit to you know your early career, um, being you know a content creator slash fisherman. Um, so to start it off, kind of kind of bland. What what got you into into fishing initially? Do you want like do you want like a long version or like a thirty second like <laughs> recap? Because I could do I could do either. Uh, let's go with the the medium. How about that? The medium. All yeah. right. So how I got started fishing. So we're gonna do short story long here. Uh, that's anyways, <laughs> said it awkwardly. Um, <laughs> it was a joke. I realize the camera is on me right now, so my jokes might not be as funny. Anywho, um, so I started fishing my junior year of high school. My sophomore year of high school, I played uh, football and soccer. I tore my meniscus on my knee my sophomore wow. year. So I wasn't able to mm. keep up like as quick on my feet as I And I played a forward in soccer. Didn't make the team junior year, but we had a fishing team that just started up. Wow. And I was naturally like super competitive. So from that... I just started fishing a couple tournaments junior and senior year. Every single, uh, day after school, I would just, after homework was done, go fishing. We actually go night fishing a lot too. And my buddy just took me to the pond one day, like the first day I fished. And there's a lake across the street from my parents' house. I had no clue that there was even fish that swam in lakes. I, at a junior in high school, only thought that there was like catchable fish in the ocean. I had zero clue like a worm instantly caught like 
probably like a three pound bass. Oh wow! And I was like, dude, what the heck? So I saw that he taught me like how to use a bait caster, which took me like a year to learn, probably like how to like efficiently use that. Right. But from there, like every single day after school, because I couldn't do anything else, like I still like played soccer, but not for my high school team. Right. Uh, it was kind of like a fun thing. I slowly started getting into, into like competitive fishing. Right. And that's where like my passion for fishing kind of started. Wow. That's interesting. Wow, dude. Well, hey, man. Um, You know, you started out fishing. When was the last, like, when did you say you started out fishing? Well, like, probably like 16. But like maybe me and my dad, like once or twice a year, we'll go saltwater fishing. Like when we go, mm-hmm. we go camping all, all the time. So a lot of times we camp like at Cape Sandblast and we go catch like redfish mm-hmm. and trout. Right. And I really enjoyed that, but it wasn't like a true passion to where I wanted to do it every day. Probably till like 16 or 17 when kind of soccer and football stopped becoming a thing. And then it was right. like fishing. And then all my friends really enjoyed fishing too. So it just made it enjoyable. I guess all we would do was just go fishing. If it was 2 a.m. and we were awake, we were out there throwing buzz beats <laughs> on top of the water at the lake. Right. Like all awesome. we did was fish. Yeah. Yeah, we've asked a lot of people this same question. Um, I know back in the day, you know, is that you still had the same energy, you still have the same adrenaline. But in all reality, is it all about, you know, making the content or is it still really fun for you to keep going out and fishing I, every day? I'd say it's both. I think kind of like answering a completely different question, like of maybe to do YouTube and fishing. It was like I always knew I had a passion for like making and for a while mm-hmm. a lot of people probably don't know this i used to like do these call of duty tournaments like i was extremely good at call of duty oh wow and fishing actually got me like outside and i knew i wanted to do youtube and i had watched the guggen squad i saw some of those guys doing it and i was like there's no reason why like you know i can't give this a shot and see right because i already enjoyed fishing more than i did playing video games and it gave me an excuse to like get outside, hang out with friends. Uh, And it was naturally like competitive at the time. Now I just do it more or less for fun, but fishing tournaments back then, I I enjoyed the competition. So that's kind of how the whole YouTube and fishing combined into one. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's really interesting. Not a lot of people would know, you know, about the call of duty and things like that. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's pretty cool. But um, so a question that I've always wanted to know, and I'm sure a lot of other people, and, you know, maybe this question I'm about to ask is applicable to other people's lives. Um, so you being a content creator on YouTube and deciding whether to continue your education or commit to YouTube full time, what was the decision process? How did you, how did you, you know, decide to put all your marbles in, in YouTube and, you know, to stop the education and, you know, go at this full time. That's an awesome question, dude. I, even people in my own life, like my friends who are either still in school or going to, or getting like a nine to five job right now. Right. Always ask me like, kind of, how did you decide that it was the right path for you? And that's like the one thing I want to say before I kind of go into this is uh, everybody's right. path is different. And sometimes college is really right for somebody and they really right. want to be that doctor. They really want to be a firefighter, uh, a police officer, whatever they want to be. And if school's right. the correct path, I would highly recommend doing that. But for me, it was kind of graduating high school. I feel like a lot of people, uh, when they're graduating high school, all of a sudden you're supposed to go to college for four years and get a full-time job. And right. it kind of, life hits you like really quick. And right. for me, I got my AA degree at TCC, which is right next, next to uh, FSU. And mm. after the two years of going through college, I would, I would sit there in class. And I, this is for me. I felt like I was wasting a lot of my time. I was sitting in there with 80 other students. And I was like, what advantage am I getting over the 80 other kids in this class learning the same exact thing as me that they've been teaching for 50 years? And for me personally... I just couldn't get my head over that. And I always wanted to find a cool, weird way to work every single day. And uh, I highly recommend if you know that it'll work, you have to 
kind of realized that instead of working 40 hours a week, if you want to make anything that's a hobby, an actual job, you're going to be working 80 hours a week. So I always kind of remind myself, like, I don't have to go to a nine to five job because I work twice as much as a person at a nine to five job would work. So interesting. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a very in-depth answer. I think about that, it um... all the time because everybody always asks me. It was kind of, it's kind of weird, like, with, like, my parents and stuff, too, at the beginning. That was really tough um, right. because, obviously, I saw this opportunity, and I knew I could do it. Um, right. And it's one of those things where people around you don't think you can do it because it's just so weird to think, like, oh, right. you're going to go fish and film yourself and right. make money. Like, that doesn't. And a lot of people still don't get it, which is actually perfect because then there's less fishing YouTubers, which means less competition. So it's funny how that works. But um, but it was like, I don't know. Do you guys watch Gary Vee at all? Yeah, I love Gary Vee. He's from yeah. one of my inspirations. So I kind of, I did all of this and then later on watched Gary Vee and it really like, I realized like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking, but I did it before I watched him. But it kind of like, I don't know. That's a good guy to listen to. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, I yeah, I just I don't know. It was weird with uh, my parents because they're they're both doctors. Um, in right. my school, I had covered with scholarships, and also they had two years of uh, prepaid college for me because they had saved oh, wow. up and worked hard to send me to college. So it was really really right. weird for me to tell them like I'm not going to college uh, after right. two years. So like six months after that it was like it wasn't rough but I, I would say and i think they'd agree that the relationship probably wasn't the best right. um but after they saw i was working and doing my passion and then eventually they saw the checks coming in and then now our relationship's better than ever and i think a lot of people right. are kind of stuck in that situation where their parents want them yeah. to pursue one thing yeah to pursue a different thing and as long as you know you can do it and you're prepared to work three times harder than everybody else i would always recommend you know, maybe not having the best relationship for six months or a year right. to work for, because you, you only have one life at the end of the day. So live how you yep. want to live. And exactly. eventually they'll come back around and be proud. And now my dad every single day is like telling me all about my, like, you should go fishing here next and do this. And now I think it's super <laughs> cool. I mean, it, it makes complete sense. Like your kid just says, I want to go make fishing YouTube videos. And you're like, what the heck? I thought you were going to be a doctor your whole life or <laughs> something like that. It kind of just, right. it's crazy. But I don't recommend people not doing college if they don't have a plan and they're not going to work towards right. their plan. You kind of have to cut out hanging out with friends, uh, right. like any normal human activity, like going to the movies, uh, right. everything. It has to be a hundred percent driven focus. But anyways, I probably took yeah. way too long on that question. My bad. <laughs> my no, friends dude, all over the place. That, that actually, that actually helped me a lot. Cause right now I'm, I'm 17. Um, I'm a senior in high school right now, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's one of my dreams to to pretty much do what you do, to be honest. And um, you know, my parents um, may not be the most supportive of that right now. You know, as 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 you said before, most aren't. Yeah, because they um, have cause, your you know, best intention in mind. Obviously, they want the best for you, but sometimes right. if what they think is the best for you, maybe they don't. You know yourself best, so maybe you know what's best. Right. You're not saying like you know anything. <laughs> like I don't want to overcross any lines no you're good you're good you're good but no i i I got i get what you mean yeah and you know it's it's because they don't understand you know what i mean like we're we're in a new era where you can be a social media influencer for a living and you know they they don't get that across their mind right now and you they don't think that it's real and they think that it's a possibility you know, as you said before, they, they have that preconceived notion that you will go to college and you will get a nine to five and, you know, make a steady salary. But, you know, for many, many kids nowadays, including myself, you know, that that's not a foreseeable thing for their for their own dream. You know, it's not what they want. And, yeah. you know what? So how did like you break that? Like, so like, I don't know how to, to really word this question, but how did you kind of make the final decision did you just say you know what mom mom dad i'm i'm not i'm not going to go to college i'm, I'm going to do what i want for for now and you know how did you break that barrier i'm trying to even remember because it all was just like that whole like two years of my life was just a blur uh right but i'm pretty sure 
as soon as I was not going to college anymore, every single bill I had to pay. So even to rewind a few years back, like when I was your age and a junior in high school, I was right. working 40 hours a week at Zaxby's. Uh, right. Manager there saved up all my money, never spent a dime besides on gas. No, I never bought even like nice fishing lures, nice fishing rods and reels. Right. I literally saved every single dime up. And my goal was to buy a truck, which is a truck I have now. Uh, but after right. two solid years of work, I saved up, I think, like $19,000. Uh, obviously, because wow. I'm making like $10, $11 wow. an hour. Uh, and I spent 13000 on my truck. Right. 6000 or so left over. And right. from there, after I told them I wasn't going to college anymore, all of a sudden I had to pay. I already had paid for my whole truck, but I had to pay for cell phone bill, electricity, rent. Like every single bill that you could think of, I had to pay for. Right. Um, so that $6,000 right. disappeared really quick. And luckily just it's pure luck right around when I was maybe at a hundred dollars in my banking, the summer okay. wave hit of 2018. And I started making a, a lot of money on, or not a lot of money, but enough money to maintain my lifestyle throughout right. the summer. And then I was able to pay my bills. But if I hadn't got this one ad, remember it, it was the uh, raid shadow legends. They, uh -huh. they, they <laughs> yeah. I had to do it because if I didn't, I would have to ask my parents for money and I wouldn't be able to pay my rent or I'd have to go get a loan. And that was right. like, that was the point right there. I'll never forget that month. I looked in my account. I had like $2 and it was, and this is after I had already been working doing full uh, school full time. And it was right there. And after that, I just got really lucky at that point in time. And I started making enough money to where it worked, but it was never like uh on my YouTube, I always try to show the happy moments because I feel like spreading right. a positive message. I don't want to, um, I don't want to post like videos and not be happy because I feel right. like a lot of times people come to my videos to escape uh, whatever's going on in their lives, and they know like when they click on a fishing sure. norm video, they're going to be happy for ten to twenty minutes. Really, right. this is cool that I actually get to do this podcast because I kind of get to talk about it because I've always wanted to. Yeah, but it was uh, super times. So, and I was super um, frugal with my money right. and it's just right place, right time. Luckily right. I had a viral video hit and that sponsorship came through that paid for my rent. And then from there, I haven't really had to look back, but if it was one month later that that YouTube video took off, I might not even be making YouTube videos. I might still be working at Zaxby's or I had to go get another job. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dude, that's amazing. That's an amazing. That's a, that's crazy. That's an amazing story, but dude, I I am seeing you. You're doing that 30 yeah. day what YouTube upload, you yeah. know, like a like a whole month, and uh, you know, I just started my YouTube and I have like what 200 subscribers, and um, you know, it's even hard for me to do it once a week. And so, I mean, like, how hard is it for you to do it every day? I mean, are you having to edit every video each day? and go over that i mean like so how like when we i decided like october or so that i was gonna do these daily uploads uh so actually funny story mm -hmm. the guy i quit zaxby's worked at chick-fil-a and that's how i built up that money to buy my truck and kind of have a little bit of extra right give myself a safe three to six months to try youtube before i ran out of money uh, but the guy i worked right. with at chick-fil-a mm -hmm. was a foreign exchange student from germany and he worked in the front and i worked in the back and i just like made the chicken and stuff like that and he's lived in Germany now for two years past that uh, when I knew him. And I saw one of his Instagram videos of him just making a music video. He works with a lot of the artists over there in Germany. And I messaged him and he wanted to come see his family here in the United States. So we ended up working a deal out to fly him over. And now me and him have kind of been every single day, like literally when the sun rises, the sun sets, we're filming something. So it was kind of like pre-planned right. that we were going to do the 30-day challenge. But right now we're only two videos mm. ahead. So it's like <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> crunch time for sure. But it's uh, – oh boy! I guess we just wake up and we just go. Like that's kind of how it happens. I try to come up with different things than other fishing YouTubers do just to keep myself entertained. Right. Create 
as a content creator, you always want to create something new and different than everybody else right. in the same You should do that way people will want to come click on your videos because there's only so many times you can do the same thing over and over again. Uh, so right. yeah, but the daily videos have been have been crazy <laughs> to say the least. We've been already all over like yeah. all these different states, and that's not, like some people don't realize that we have to drive like six to seven hours just for like one video or we'll film like a the oh, one we just yeah. uploaded went like three hours to go to this tackle shop and then we went seven yeah, yeah, hours yeah. back to go fishing uh and it's just like but the, i i almost think it's cool not to put that like too much of that in the video and to like complain about it right because it's almost like dang he just went like 11 hours and didn't even right. mention it and now he's just here fishing like it kind of right. makes it cool yeah at least in my opinion yeah <laughs> No, yeah, hundred percent. I feel that. Um, I want to go back before we get into more of the content creation type yeah. stuff. I want to go back to the more you said you talked about um, how you always try to portray a positive message in your videos, and I I think that's so important with whether you know no matter what type of content creator you are. Like in in my videos, um, my my motto of my YouTube channel and my TikTok and all that is be positive, just fish. Um, and a big thing with it, like my story, I was in the hospital for a long time. Um, a bunch of stuff happened and, um, basically, you know, what saved me is positivity and hope and love and confidence. And, you know, it's so important to bring that to other people because one, you don't know what they're going through and, you know, your impact could be so great on them that they could be struggling so hard in their life right now that they're up to their last limb. And if they see your video and it somehow brightens their day to motivate them somehow or say everything is okay or even put a smile on their face, you, you've done your job. And I, I feel like that's what you've done a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. So talk to, talk to us a little bit about how you know the positivity motivation i appreciate it dude like for everything i actually like i don't even think i told you like i've seen your stuff all over uh tiktok so i'd even like heard oh, your yeah? story like you and uh larry he's actually at my house right now he's upstairs but um <laughs> oh, i've seen uh your stuff all over tiktok so i just want to say keep that up and that's super smart of you to take advantage of tiktok um and be able to right. use that as a cre- that's a whole nother discussion but what was the original question again? My right. bad. It's been a it's been a long day. So how did I? <laughs> so like how what what is the your drive behind putting positive po- positive vibes in your videos and what what do you want it to overall do in the long run? Okay, yeah, I remember like as a kid, I used to watch uh, a ton of YouTubers and it made me happy. And I remember okay. wanting to be a YouTuber and make other people happy and at the time i didn't know what's fishing i wasn't even fishing at the time i just kind of knew from like even middle school watching and i was like i want to do that one day uh we actually had a conversation about it me and uh zade my camera guy like for an hour on the way down to yak packs house like a few days ago and i was sitting there thinking like i've had so many messages on either youtube comments or uh, on instagram the two most recent ones i can remember was like one guy's wife i'm not gonna say his name but his wife had committed suicide right. and right. he said the, the only thing that was kind of getting him through it was he, he saw one of my videos, enjoyed the positive attitude and aspect towards life. And now he goes out fishing and that's like the thing that can help him distract himself. And I think another kid wow. just lost his mom and it messaged me. And like, that's just this week of what people are even willing to tell me. I know there's probably thousands of stories i don't know about of everybody has something going on in their life Uh, it's not always all good right so i know there's tons of people that have things going on in their lives so when i go out to film a video and even when i wake up in the morning i'm like i really don't want to go to this today i want to sleep in i want to hang out around the house i kind of remember like this youtube thing is for me but it's also even more so for the people watching and that kind of gives me like a purpose in life is to at least know that I'm helping other people exactly. while I'm doing it. And that's like the whole cool thing about YouTube and social media. But there's 100%. been 
many days where I didn't want to have to get up and go fish uh, from sleeping an hour or two or whatever it may be. Uh, or maybe I'm just not super excited about an idea I have and I just want it to be the next day already. But then I remember like somebody could be watching this right now and probably a few people are watching this and it's actually going to help their days be better. So it's almost not even about me at this point. It's about everybody who watches my videos. And that's why I always try to be positive. And even if I'm not catching fish, I'll cut the Even though everybody has negative, I'll make sure that I can keep the positive stuff in. That way, somebody doesn't come to my video expecting to be happy, and then I just make them more upset, <laughs> if that makes sense. I got you. All right, bro. So all of us have influencers. Um, you know, mine, everybody knows that mine was John B. I grew up um, watching John B. I didn't have a dad that liked fishing. Um, and my grandpa, he liked bluegill fishing, and I didn't want any part of that. Um <laughs> And so I, I love watching John B. You know, every time he, he put out a video, I would learn and go out and fish. And so, Norm, I mean, like, did you have any influencers like that? I know some people was their dad and, um, you know, others was, uh, you know, YouTube creators like you. So did you have any anybody that was like, hey, I want to be like them? I think it was like, I, uh, I remember like, like every single buddy, like everybody in the Guggen squad. Um, I remember watching that. I think it was 2016. Mm-hmm. And being like, dang, it would be cool to do what they do one day. And that was kind of my influence for, right. I'd say, fishing. And then obviously a ton of other YouTubers that I probably couldn't even remember their names at this point. That I just saw what they were doing. I thought it was so cool. That they could go and just do something in a day and make a mm-hmm. living off of it. Like, that was so cool to me. But John B. was definitely probably one of the, uh, fishing-wise, probably one of the big ones. I watched him and Flair a lot like my junior and senior year of high school. And obviously now I don't watch a lot of it because I'm busy right. creating it. Like a few years ago, right. those were the two. And now like actually me and John B were just talking about like yesterday about Pokemon cards. He's like DMing me about which ones to buy and stuff. So it's kind of it's weird how that happens. Like you watch somebody <laughs> and then you work. But once you work to get that point, it's not even really cool anymore because you're like, I do exactly what they do. So, but everybody right. started right. at zero subscribers. So it's kind of, exactly. it's kind of in a way, like the people I've met, I thought back right. then I would be so excited to meet them. And now it's like, oh, it's another person who does exactly what I do. Like, let's go film or fish or do whatever. Right. Well, whenever I meet, um, you know, let's just say fans or whoever, um, actually I have a story of somebody that I met at the uh, Tallahassee mall. Um, that's my best pro shop. And so whenever I do go back down there, um, you know, some kid ran up to me and said, Hey, are you griffin fishing? And I said, yeah, dude. He's like, Oh man, I'm so excited to see you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I always try to stay humble. And I tell this to everybody that I meet. I'm like, Hey man, yeah. I'm just the same as you. I'm just a regular, I'm just a regular guy. I said, I'm not anything special. I'm just doing what I do. And I mean, you can be the same thing. Anybody can go out and do what I do only if they put their mind to it. And, you know, that's, that's a really big thing, um, you know, to the people I talk to because they get so excited and I'm, and I'm sure, you know, Zuggy, you have those, those times and Norm, you do have those times, but I, I, I tried to make them know that, Hey, I'm just a regular guy. You know what I mean? I'm not somebody special. I'm not, you know, I'm just some guy that goes and, and does up and creates content. And you can be whatever you want to be. You can be the same same type of person. But I would feel like, you know, I kind of humble myself in that way. Yeah, no, that's sweet. I feel that. Norm, um, now, when you, you have – you see a lot of influencers that you've been inspired by, whether it be the Guggen Squad, you know, or those other people. You, I'm sure you've seen and encountered a lot of hate um, in some fashion. How, how, how do you deal with that? How would you – what advice would you – their, you know, pending or people in general about hate, you know, like um, how to deal with negative comments or, you know, negative men. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's so many cliche answers, like even like all the questions and, but I mean, it's, it's the same answer you'd expect from everybody. It's like, it doesn't matter. Right. Like at all. Like right. it's been like a huge point from like 19 to 22 that I kind of figured out is no matter what says about me, as long as I know I'm like morally straight and doing what I love to do, 
Right. I could not care. It's it could be my friends, my parents. I had it like my parents wanted me to do one thing. I said, no, I think you're wrong. And I did my own thing. Right. And then it worked. Um, like same thing with hate comments and stuff like that. Like if it's constructive criticism, you know, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, maybe I can do that better. Like that's a good idea. But as far as like straight up hate comments go, there's a, there's different type of people uh, in the world. And somebody who can like leave a negative comment is hurting more inside than you would could ever exactly. even imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of you guys are the type of people, nor am I. You'll never see me leave a negative comment on somebody's thing just to bring their day down. Right. That really shows the character of that type of person. But that's right. like a huge key, just a life lesson that I've learned yeah. is really not caring what anybody thinks about you at all. Exactly. As long as you know what you're doing is right and more like 100% correct, just go for it. Just be you. Because 100%. there's zero people you have to impress. It's your one trip around the sun 100 yeah. times. Like, make it the best trip, you know? That, that was really cheesy, by the way, but... I don't know how to say these things, like, not cheesily, yeah. but, like, I really believe in these things. Like, I live by this day by day. Uh, zero care in the world what people thought. And that's what you have to do if you do something different, because obviously you're going to be weird if you're not doing what everybody else is doing. Like, you're always going to kind of be an outcast, but you just got to accept it. You sit there and think too long about, oh, so-and-so said I wasn't good at this, and you think about it too long, then they're, then they're winning, and they're getting in your head. It's exactly, uh, and it really has become like a uh, just a whole on like new level of not caring. <laughs> like, 100%. I could, I don't even, I don't even think I've read a negative comment probably in a year, anyways. Right. I don't normally like my comment section is like extremely positive, and yeah. uh, if somebody says something negative, I can rely on everybody to just flame them in the comments anyways <laughs> for me, and I don't have to worry about it. But right. I, I seriously think <laughs> because I put positive energy in my videos and you know happier fishing videos that everybody in my comment section is normally happier and then of course there's always that there's one or two people maybe but i don't even i can't remember even reading a negative comment in the last when i started there was a lot um because i wasn't as good at it and i still have a lot to learn and it was like i would have made fun of me back then too like watching my videos now i'm like what was i thinking (laughs) Uh, but yeah just don't like just don't listen at all yeah, it can even be I, I feel super that. close to you. And even if they're trying to look out for you, if you know what what is absolutely best, trust you over anybody. Right. I mean, yeah, I've had I've had similar experiences, um, you know, throughout my story. Um, my face doesn't look normal as, quote unquote, a normal person's would. Um, but even my closest friends that I've had from middle school and elementary school, they, they abandoned me because I quote unquote looked different than other people and, um, you know, didn't fit in with them anymore. Then they're not and your real friends or they never were. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I, I realized that after, you know, a big occurrence happened with that. And then I went, um, I went to TikTok and, you know, same comments, you know, um, terrible, terrible comments about, you know, my physical appearance or, or whatever. And, at first, when I first, uh, you know, created TikTok, it was a initial reaction of, you know, a little hurt inside just because, mm-hmm. you know, so new at it. But, um, you know, now I, I, I could care less about whatever any comment says, whether it's about physical appearance, my video, I don't don't care at all, you know. And I think that I'm sure you can attest to this, you know, you get not used to it, but immune to it. As yes. time goes on. That's perfectly said. Because in the beginning, it would get to me. Because obviously, you don't want anybody saying anything bad about you. But there right. just becomes a point. Do not care. And like, there was a point where I said, I don't care. And maybe deep down, like 1% of me cared. Right. But there becomes that point where 0.00% of you cares. Because you're just on to the next day creating cool stuff. Right. And obviously, if you're doing something wrong if people don't hate what you're doing because exactly. they're going to be jealous of what you're doing. And, uh, that's the same thing. And dude, I'm telling you right now, people might be making fun now, but I promise you the same people in high school, the same friends, quote unquote right. friends. I had the same type of friends and I was the worst one at fishing in the group. I started my junior year and a lot right. of the guys I tried to fish with, which is like another thing I want to say, like if you, if you're better at fishing than your friend, help your friend learn how to fish. Like there's no need to try right. to, flex on your friend for being better at fishing than they are 
try to help them out because that's the whole point of fishing is to have fun and it's not to be better than everybody else unless you're in a tournament the top 0.01 percent which it seems like almost every fisherman thinks that they're in the top 0.01 percent and they're not i'm not in the top point i'm probably not even percent like right <laughs> there's some people who are really good but yeah a lot of my friends i was the worst at fishing in my group by far right. my junior year because i had just started i threw a cinco with a spinning rod with like red lightning line um and i'd always try to have them help me and they never would and now <laughs> it's super funny i'm not going to drop any of their names but these same guys yeah. who would pick fun at me and like i'd have to like try to force myself to be in the friend group because i want to have friends but none of them were really right. my friends those yeah, same people now are dming me and saying gotta go fishing sometime like let's go and now it's like right. i'm telling you the same people that's just how life works dude like it mm. it really is it's uh it's crazy to see like on my uh it's like probably once or twice a week people i never talked to in middle school high school messaging right. me saying like i knew you'd do it like it's <laughs> it's pretty funny and that's it kind of i don't know it'll be uh I'm telling you, you just keep on doing what you want to do, and the the same exact thing will happen. Where they'll they'll even start to realize, like, wow, maybe I shouldn't have been. I don't know. Like, it's just I right. go on for days about that, but yeah. yeah. Well, Norm, um, you know you're you're growing like crazy on YouTube, dude. I mean, like I've been I've been watching, and you and you're just growing like nuts. And so, dude, like, what what is your goals for this coming up year? What do you want to achieve so um, my for 2021? 2021 is basically everything I make. I'm trying to dump back into the video production. Uh, I feel right. like right now there's a lot of uh, motivation mm -hmm. lacking in the fishing industry where there's not too many people doing it. And it seems like it can be done so much better. And I feel like right. there needs to be somebody to – path of like the new I did a few years ago they really just made something crazy and now it's like everybody's kind of doing the same stuff but i'm gonna try to figure out like how can i make the coolest and most high quality and entertaining content i can in 2021 and whether that lands me at 300,000 subs half a million a million like i'll be happy but trying to put a lot of what i make back into the videos more into traveling better camera equipment and just always uh, just like trying to stay passionate about fishing and not uh, getting bored and, stay and staying still. Right. Right. So, dude, like you and Lojo are the two ones on YouTube that I, that I noticed that do like the craziest challenges. And I mean, yeah. like, you find like a 20 foot rod and like, <laughs> who's going to be there? I mean, like who just thinks to go out and just <laughs> go cast with like a 20 foot rod i mean that, that's crazy dude and so like do you ever think that you're gonna ever run out of content i mean like is it is it gonna do you think it's gonna get to a point to where like yeah okay these people have already seen this like let's fish with nothing but the same color lizards and different sizes i mean like uh, do you do you think you're ever gonna run out of content yeah but overall videos no so, um, I yeah, mean, there's I always a new challenge idea, mm. but it, it they get repetitive, but there's so many more things as a fishing creator that maybe like challenges is the trend of the last five years, but maybe there's a new trend for the next five years where maybe it doesn't have to be challenges. Maybe there's like that none of us even know about yet because five years uh, ago, none of us even knew fishing YouTubers could be a thing. So the next right. five years it could be something completely new and I'm going to try to figure out whatever that is as quick as I can. But, um, definitely like fishing challenges, but also I think mm -hmm. maybe even like travel videos, I've been thinking about, you know, mixing it up and doing like some survival stuff. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. And just trying to outdo species, myself maybe? every single video. Yeah. That, that's, that's sick. Um, yeah, maybe even like new species, like going to different places, trying to catch some different fish, maybe on weird stuff. I do want to no, try I mean, that. But... The peacock bass in the Amazon, they get like 17 mm -hmm. pounds. That's like my number yeah. one to do list right now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That, that, that's, um, that's one of my dreams, too. Yeah. You know, like the thing I like about, you know, the fishing content creation world is I feel like there's 
almost endless possibilities because, you know, you have your, your immediate state or area that you fish. You could think of a lot of challenges for that. But then you got 49 other states yep. and you got a bunch of countries as well with hundreds of thousands, if not million different fish species that you could catch that you could you could do something crazy with. You know, like I feel like there's endless possibilities in, in terms of content, you know, for for fishing content creators. Like, what do you think? I, dude, I completely agree. And that's almost like what you have to do is. Like, uh, I live in Tallahassee. I think everybody knows it because I've said it in my videos, so I don't mind saying it. I live right. in Tallahassee, but maybe I'm here five days out of the 30 days or seven days right. out of the 30 days. And then I am I have to keep myself moving at all times or else I'll stand still and I'll run out of ideas. But if I'm on the road and I, I'm like, oh, that looks cool, or maybe I'll be thinking on the drive and then all of a sudden come up with an idea. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot more traveling I want to do because I've done a decent amount. But there's so many more fish like you catch, like different species, travel to, you know, I want to get on the to-do list in maybe the next few months uh, and sure. go do a ton of different fishing. Because Hawaii actually has the only freshwater lake in the United States that has smallmouth, largemouth, and peacock bass all in the same body of water. Is in no Hawaii. That's the only lake that you can catch all three. Oh, of wow. So you can't do it in the continent. That would be a sick place. video. So I think that would be super cool. That'd be a fun place to fish. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, in terms of production quality, I know you you know you said you wanted to invest more in in your videos for for the upcoming year and in the, the future. Now, something that you know uh, a lot of people may have questions about is quality over quantity. Which one do you value more? Probably quality. I would say quality. Uh, yeah. Well. Like uh, for YouTube quality, for TikTok, Instagram, every other because you could post a five second. I, I did actually post a five second video of me looking at a fish in Bass Pro Shops with my cell phone. Uh, my yeah. first, like one of my two, three hundred thousand views, like zero effort, like zero quality. Like TikTok mm. just decided that it was going to work. But YouTube, it's super important to have people watch your videos for a long amount of time when they click on it and it's super important for them to come back after they've already watched the video like the three most important things you guys are about to get like inside youtube knowledge here like i know anything but like <laughs> there's people way 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 bigger than me and i'm still trying to learn um right but number one most important thing is click through rate so that's title and thumbnail number two most right. important thing is view duration how long so if you yeah. if you have a 20 minute video you want them to watch for average to have over 50% view duration. And number three is returning viewers. So how many times is, let's say Jimmy's a, a subscriber. How many times does Jimmy right. come back to the videos? And those are the three things, the three most important things that's going to push your YouTube videos to the next level. So that's why I believe quality is so important because if Jimmy in this example watches one of your videos doesn't like it, maybe even clicks on a second one, doesn't like it, why is he going to go to a third video um, if he didn't like the first two? And then you'll never start that snowball of like getting more and more views if people aren't watching them through and coming back to watch more. So, But also, don't concern yourself too much with quality because what you might think is quality, people might not think is quality as well. Um, because we could, with every video we've uploaded on this daily thing, we could, we spend two, three hours editing these, um, these videos both at the same time. And we could spend two or three days and make them full movies. Uh, but right. people find them ex very high quality, even though we may not think that they're the best, but right. Yeah. Right. So you live in Florida and I know a lot of people down there have really have a hard time with trying to find new bodies of water uh, without getting kicked out. How often is it that you can't find a new oh, body geez. of water and then when you do, you actually one. just so, uh, get kicked out? Tallahassee, I consider myself, that? I'm like 15 minutes away from Georgia. So I don't even like South and Central Florida should be a completely different state. Right. Um, because you said you're in South Georgia, right? You're <laughs> an hour away from Tallahassee. <laughs> Yep. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in South Georgia, well, I'm right next to uh, Thomasville. Thomasville sounds very familiar. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, <laughs> don't do that. Often, like, so we're only an hour away, whereas Miami's seven hours away from us. Um, so in Tallahassee, there's not a lot of bodies of water. Yeah. So I uh, I did the old knocking on the door trick at private ponds until somebody gave me access, <laughs> and I have a. Uh, mm. I believe well, no. my contact list of ponds in Tallahassee and every single person I have contact because there's only five public bodies of water about in Tallahassee that actually have like a decent chance of maybe catching a fish. So that's right. super tough. In South Florida though, there's no shot. Like you're getting kicked out mm-hmm. of anywhere, which is why I don't really like to go down there because I don't, <laughs> I don't deal with uh, confrontation. Well, I'm pretty introverted, I would say in like right. on video and stuff like that. But as soon as I'm like in a social setting, where somebody, especially if somebody's mad at me, I don't like it at all. Like, I don't like group settings. I just yeah. like hanging with me and my friends. I'm extroverted as soon as somebody I don't know is involved. Right. Like, so I try to not trespass as much as like as much as possible. Actually, like never, unless like maybe I didn't realize like we're on a road trip right. and there's no signs, but somehow it's like city property or something, which has happened like maybe twice in the last four years, which is. Not too much, right. considering all the spots that we go to. Right. I got you. Well, since we're on kind of the topic of uh, relationships among people, how how wh- what? Explain to me the process a little bit of you know building relationships with other people and the importance of that, um, whether it be through the YouTube industry or you know people in general. How that can like is it an advantage to you? You know how have you how how have you built relationships? You know. How have you gotten contact with people, you know, that like, I'm, Gary Vee is established on this a lot. I'm sure that mm. you've watched this stuff, but, um, you know, how, what, how do you value relationships? How do you get into contact with people that you want? You know, what are the importance of it? I would say like, uh, like collaboration is huge. Like the, it's an absolute game right. changer. Um, obviously the Google squads was the first right. to do it and they all collaborated together and obviously they're, they're here for a reason. It was by no means luck. It was a ton of skill on both social media and also on the business side of understanding everything that goes on. But my whole thing, and actually catch them all, I knew him before he had a YouTube channel. And he told me something that kind of stuck with me. And it was like, always focus on your brand and doing the best that you can before you focus on like anything like sponsorships any of that stuff because the time you spend trying to get sponsors and trying to meet people, I guess like you could be spent, you could be spending making really cool content for yourself. And then the same people that want to, that that you wanted to film with before, or you wanted to sponsor you before are now messaging you asking you uh, if they can sponsor or if they can go fishing with you. And that's kind of been like something that, I've been, especially the past few months, is trying to make the most high quality and the best videos I can possibly make. People reaching out is absolutely insane because they see the work you're putting in and naturally people doing great things attracts other people doing great things, whether that's a sponsor, whether that's another you know YouTuber you could collaborate with. Uh, normally, the better you do and the better people you can surround yourself with, obviously you're going to go up. Even if the tide goes up, you're still going up with everybody else that's going up. If you surround yourself with good people. I got you. No, that's perfect. I love that. Um, all right. So just to wrap up the last topic of the podcast, cause we're coming to uh, our uh, ending time, something that, you know, young anglers or, uh, you know, ins- inspired content creators want is sponsors how to, you know, make money besides your normal ad revenue or, or other ways you make money, you know, different brand deals and things like that. What, you know, it's like, talk to us a little bit about how you either attract sponsors, get sponsors, you know, things like that in order to still support your YouTube videos, like with your other AdSense. It's uh, like, I'm going to make a weird analogy here that I just thought of on the spot. Like, why would, um, like, why would your job as a say you work at Publix, why would they pay you as a right. grocery bagger if you didn't bag the groceries? Or why would a restaurant pay you to flip burgers if you're not flipping the burgers? It's kind of like 
if you want sponsors to pay you for something, you have to be doing something. Um, and that doesn't necessarily right. um, all that like a sponsor would care about is how much can you sell? How many people are watching? They don't, you can catch all the biggest bass in the whole entire world, but if you don't have a following, right. it doesn't really, they're never going to want to work with you. Cause the only reason companies sponsor people is so that they can push your product to more people. And so right. like the biggest thing is to not worry about sponsors when you're smaller right. and grind your social media platform up and then the sponsors will automatically come to you and you'll never have to message a single one. I don't think to date I've ever had a sponsorship that I've messaged the person first. Um, it's all been through. Uh, the important thing is just to leave your email like in your YouTube description or in your Instagram. And a lot of times right. they'll message you that way because it's way harder to get to, get to pay you for a sponsorship by asking them to pay you. And right. it's way easier to get them to pay you if they ask you if they can pay you. If Got that it. makes sense. So no, perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, Norm, we appreciate you joining the uh, Southern Lore podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I probably was all over the place. No. Uh, we might have to do another po- podcast again when I'm running on like six to eight hours of sleep instead of like <laughs> five minutes, which would be like probably in January or February. No, 100%. <laughs> we'd, lo- we'd, lo- we'd love to have you as a, uh, a guest on a- another time. But honestly, like, this is probably one of the best podcasts we we've ever had, you know, right, Griff? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of people, including yeah. player, and I mean, I've, this is my first funniest one, the most relaxed one that I've had. I have no clue, like if what I was saying made any sense because it's been like it's been a couple weeks, like. Dude, you should just uh, go ahead I mean, and start the podcast, man. Crazy. Just go I ahead and just... over, like, <laughs> some story that made no sense for that. No, dude, but... like, honestly, it was so, it was very in-depth and good. You know, not only yeah. fishing and content creation, but, you know, life lessons, you know, taking stand for yourself, yeah. doing what you want, you know. I think that's one of the most important things, period, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we appreciate you joining. Guys, make sure you go subscribe to to norm at fishing with norm on youtube at fishing norm tiktok instagram go uh go give him a follow um but norm we appreciate you uh joining the tslp tonight so uh we'll uh, hope we'd love to have you on as a guest in the future and uh i appreciate you for joining that'd be awesome you guys got any more questions because i'm just procrastinating editing this video right now if you're if you really have anything else i'm actually having fun like this is awesome <laughs> we, I have to go edit like a whole tackle vlog right now, and I so badly <laughs> kind of want to let I'm down here for a long time. Maybe we'll start it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Norm, we appreciate you, brother. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. All right, we'll, uh, on all your stuff too, guys. Subscribe to Zuggy right now if you're not. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Thank you, Norm. <laughs> I appreciate you, dude. All right, that's the Southern Lord podcast with uh, Fishing with Norm. We're signing out.